0: Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa usalli wa usallam ala sayyil awwaleen wal akhirin, nabiyyana Muhammadan wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa All praise are due to Allah, Lord of the worlds, and peace and blessings be constantly showered upon our beloved Prophet Muhammad, the master of the first and the last, and upon his family, his companions, and all those who call to his way and establish his sunnah to the day of judgment. As to what follows, my beloved brothers and sisters, to our friends, Assalamu Alaikum warahmatullah. Alhamdulillah, we have gone through the middle of the Quran, and now we are on the 16th juice. And Suratul al Kaf is the beautiful chapter dealing with the brevity of life, the mystery of life, and it takes us right through the middle of the Quran into now the second part. And this is a chapter of Dawa. This is a chapter of movement. And it is reported that the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, in the first few years, brought the message of Tawhid to the people of Mecca, and there was a backlash, oppression in the land. And by the fifth, sixth, and seventh year, uh, after the beginning of the prophethood, his followers were suffering. He was going through changes. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rever- revealed Surah al Kaf. This is makkiyah And in this chapter is movement. haraka. There is the stories of the companions of the cave. The story of Musa alayhi salam. The story of Dhul And the very... Story concerning the companions of the cave is a story of dawa and a story of movement, because it is reported that, in what appears to be the most authentic understanding, that it is during the Roman Empire that seven youth, who were practicing Tawhid, who believed in the oneness of God, they were not accepting the Council of Nicaea and the Trinity and whatnot. They had to escape with their faith. And they escaped and entered into a cave. And Allah put them into a sleep where they slept through generations. And so it is their story in coming out of this cave and meeting the people and showing the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the ibrah, the lesson is that they moved with their faith. They believed in the Creator and they were able to make hijrah to migrate for the oneness of Allah. Secondly is the story of Musa alaihissalam. Musa, peace be upon him, was a very inquisitive messenger of Allah. And he used to ask Allah, he was Kalimullah, the one who spoke to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he wanted to know if there was anybody who had more knowledge than him. So Allah azza wa took him on a journey. And on that journey, he bumped into a righteous man, al Khidr. And this man took him on a sacred journey and tested him. He tested him with uh, sinking a boat and um, with killing a young boy and with building a wall uh, where it appeared he shouldn't have. Musa questioned all of these places. And al Khidr made him understand you don't have enough patience so i will have to leave you and yes he he sunk that boat because there was an evil king uh, really you know on the other side which would have destroyed things for the companions of the boat and he killed the boy because the boy was rebellious and hostile to his parents and Allah wanted to replace that boy with another one and he built a wall in order to hide the treasure Uh, uh, of orphans who are in need of that the point of the story that we are looking at here in connection with the chapter is hijrah it is movement and Musa Salam moved for knowledge the third is the story of Dhul Qarnayn and this is the great king who traveled throughout the earth he made migration and he traveled for the oneness of Allah spreading the faith calling to the good and forbidding evil. He reached a point high in the mountains where he met a people who was difficult to understand. You need like 25 translators to understand them. And they informed him that in back of them was rebellious tribes, ya'juj ma'juj, causing destruction on the earth. And so though qarnain built a sed, he built a wall. And that wall, by the power of Allah, is holding back Ya'juj and Majuj somewhere in the high Himalayas, the high mountains of Russia, it appears. They are being hidden in one of those snow-covered valleys until the time when Allah wants them to come out. But the key point is hijrah. It is movement. In this case, Dhul moved in order to call to the oneness of Allah and to forbid evil in the land. And so Surah Al-Kaf is so important for us that the Prophet Sallallahu said if you memorize the last and read the last 10 verses of this chapter, you will have protection from Dajjal, the Antichrist, well, Billah. And we know that Dajjal will be the greatest fitna that has ever come on the earth. And so this chapter is an important one for us because we appear to be close to the time of the evil of Dajjal, that the minor signs of Qiyama have been fulfilled and we are moving toward the time of a universal oppression on the earth and then the coming of this false messiah. We see people now digging and we see what is happening in Jerusalem. They are preparing for the false messiah. And this chapter is critical in understanding that. And remember the last part of this chapter so beautiful that telling us it said that even if the oceans were turned into ink they would not exhaust the words of my lord the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This juz also contains surah Maryam which is makkiyah and it contains the beautiful story of Zakariya of Yahya of Maryam of Isa May Allah have peace and blessings on all of them. The beautiful story of the innocence, of the divine conception of Isa alayhi salam, which is done in such a methodical, poetic type of way, that it is enchanting to those who are listening to it in the Arabic language. And what is so beautiful about how this is positioned behind Surat al-Kaf, that the, the chapter of the cave is one of hijrah. It is one of movement. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi told his companions that you need to go to Al-Habasha. That is East Africa, what is now Eritrea and Ethiopia. For in it there is a righteous king who will not allow oppression and not oppress. <inaudible> the Prophet said is a land of truth. And so he sent them on the first Hijrah, not to Medina, not to Yemen, not to Iraq, but to Africa, to Al-Habasha, to the Abyssinians. And this righteous king was a Christian, a believer in one God, coming out of that tradition. It fits right in because when the believers led by Jaffa ibn Abi Talib, the brother of Ali, when the believers reached Ethiopia, and the Quraysh sent a delegation to bring them back, Ashama al-Najashi, the emperor of Ethiopia, called them to the court. And he asked the Muslims for proof. And Sayyidina Jaffa, he read from Surah Maryam. So this is how it is set. He read from Surah Maryam, and when Najashi heard this, he wept, the people in his court cried, and Najashi showed them there's no difference between us. You are safe in my land. And so, uh, Surah Maryam fits right in and, and the beautiful hijrah, the beautiful migration. And eventually, a Najashi accepted Islam and he gave protection to the Muslims. And the Prophet, wa sallam, was informed of his death and he lined up his followers and told them, make janaza للغائب, for the absent, for one of your brothers has died. This is the first time the funeral prayer for the absent person was made. This section also contains Surah Taha, Meqiyya. This is a Meccan chapter. And um, it is said, أَخْرَجَ Adar al فِي fi Sunanihi on Malik, on Anas ibn Malik, الله anhu. So, so in this Dar uh, hadith explaining the tafsir uh, for Taha, it gives the story of Umar ibn al Khattab, and it is reported that Umar was a strong mushrik, strong disbeliever and polytheist. His personality was one where he would not wait to do what he had to do. And when he heard of Muhammad, he said, I will kill this man. And he went to the Kaaba to drink alcohol. And then when he heard where the Prophet was, he moved toward, uh, uh the, 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 trying to find his hideout. But somebody told him, you need to go to your sister because she has accepted this faith. So Umar, then a disbeliever, went to his sister. He heard the Quran being read and Khabab ibn Arat, radiallahu anh, was with her when they heard Umar come in Khabab, hid himself. But Fatima stayed because this is the same family. Umar, being a tyrannical type of person in his Jahiliyyah, when he confronted his sister and she said she was a believer, he hit her hard. But then he felt ashamed. And he said, I want to hear this book. And so she told him, bathe yourself and then come. And when he came, Khabab then returned and he read from Surah Taha. So it was right in the beginning. Go through the first verses and you will see what inspired Umar, Umar Ibn Khattab, radiallahu an, Because then he said, I want to see the Prophet. So when they took, took him to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Prophet, peace be upon him, then when hearing him at the door, everybody ran, the Prophet grabbed him by his beard. And Umar said, I felt like a child. And he accepted Islam, and it was a beautiful day because now the Muslims could come out of their hiding and into the open. And so Surah TaHa is a very decisive chapter. These are the chapters of movement in the Meccan period, the chapters of the Dawah. And uh, Musa salam in it in verse 25 is saying Robbishrahi sadri wyaaseeli amri wahlul min This is the famous dua of Moses Musa alayhi salam when he was facing the Pharaoh. He said, Oh Allah, open up my chest, make my way easy. Wahlul um, uktatan take this problem I have with my speech and strengthen me. Strengthen me in this. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answered his prayers. So these are the chapters of movement. We're now going into the second part of the Qur'an and let us move with the divine movement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I leave you with these thoughts. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.